0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Chelsea Hour. I'm joined by Sam. How you doing, bro?
1: Good man. Good. Busy day. Ready to sit down and dish everything, Chelsea.
0: Yeah, man. Come on, man. As, as always, um, nice to talk off the back of a win. Uh um, for once. A win, in, a win in the league, actually. It's been a it's been a good a month
1: or two. Two wins in a row, even. When was the last time we done that? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Two wins in a row at all competitions. And um first win since Luton which feels like ages ago Fuck. anyway let's 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 get straight into it so um yeah so we had Fulham away on Monday um it was a pretty good game I think from the first half especially but um yeah let's 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 get into it so obviously Kukurea started at right back um obviously Sanchez and Gold Kukurea right back uh but a pretty stable back line now, it seems like, of DeSarsi, Thiago Silva, and Cole. I think those three have have started every game, correct me if I'm wrong. Um
1: Yeah, I think
0: and Sanchez. And Sanchez, yeah. So it's a pretty stable backline. I think I think Poch is is pretty set on that, on that back line. I know a lot of people are still kind of questioning why Cole was at left back, but I think I think for me, I've got to a point whereby because he's done it so many times. I'm kind of at the point where I'm just watching games to see okay, what's the benefit of him there, if that makes sense, rather than looking for the faults in it. Do, do you know what I mean? I don't know if you're at that stage. Yeah, no, I hear you, I hear you. And I yeah, think it
1: yeah. obviously I guess we'll get into it later, but it looks a lot better with an actual winger ahead of him rather than mm. a, another left back. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I I'm am i am at a stage where I'm I'm looking at it. I'm just like, okay, cool. What does what's what's Potts trying to, to to what what, what what's his logic behind this, if that makes sense. Um, and like you said, when, when Mujic plays there, it's, it's way better, or when Laka Sterling plays there, or whoever. Um, so yeah, so that was the back line. And then we had in midfield Gallagher, Enzo, and Caicedo. Caicedo has missed a few games, so it was good to see him back on the pitch. Um, Enzo and Gallagher have been ever-present this season. So you know that was that was uh, all no surprises there, although the roles were a bit different, which we'll get into. And then we had um, a, a, an attack of Mudrick on the left, Palmer on the right, and Armando Breuer up front. So talk to me about the first half. How did you feel the game went generally? Um, yeah, what, how, how did you feel
1: about it? So, interestingly, kind of different from our other games, we started and kind of carried on with... we probably had let we I think we did have less of the ball than Fulham. So I think we had about 44% of the ball, which is kind of different for us this season because every game we've had over 50% and I'm pretty sure we're number one. I don't know if after the Fulham game that stat still stands, but we were number one for kind of possession possession held in games. Yeah. So it's a little bit of, it was a little bit different. And obviously I think the second half where we kind of obviously were two goals up and sat sat back a little bit and chilled out plays into that. But it was interesting to kind of see how we played a little bit differently and we didn't kind of just need to hold possession. And I I think our other games, uh, obviously the fact we were kind of nearly always chasing something or trying to chase something led to us having high amounts of possession and other teams sitting back. Whereas obviously this game, we scored two early goals, kind of 18th and 19th minute, So we were never chasing, really. So for the first 20 minutes, we obviously were trying to get that goal. And then from then, we we weren't chasing. So we didn't really need to kind of hold all the possession. So it's kind of interesting that the first game, we actually have lower possession than the opposition we win. But, um, yeah, I think we started quite well. And I think from early, it was kind of obvious that uh, I don't like the midfield was rotating. So I think in previous games... So you don't like it? No, I, I... what, the midfield this game? Yeah, did you say, what do you, sorry, I thought, I thought you said you don't like it. Sorry, my bad, I must be hearing things. No, well, no, no. That's, that's, from my yeah. like previous games, I think obviously okay. Enzo yeah. was mainly kind of just sitting in the 10 with kind of Gallagher and Kayseda's obviously been out or was Leslie or kind of maybe someone else kind of filling in there. But this game, it did feel like there was a lot more kind of rotation, especially yeah. between Enzo and Gallagher. And so, not so yeah. much, yeah, not so much Kayseda. He was kind of just yeah. sitting at the base and I think he probably was kind of receiving possession from centre-backs a lot, um, Mm. which I was really impressed with because before this game, he's looked a bit shaky in that area, especially for Chelsea. He's been kind of nicks a few times off the back. um, And it was kind of of a worry for me. And obviously Gallagher has that kind of in him as well. So we kind of needed Enzo to be the one collecting from the back because I think he's probably the most secure. Um, But yeah, I, I really like the midfield kind of dynamic because obviously we've, we've all seen kind of Enzo in this number 10 for a number of games now and Mm. to tell the truth, it hasn't really worked. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So I think his pass selection in in that number 10 is still very good because I I would say he's probably one of the best passers in the league, well, in the world, I'd say. Um, But I think you lose that kind of Enzo, he can't really, he's not really the best at like picking up the pockets kind of in between the midfield and defence. I would say Gallagher's probably actually a bit better than him at that. Yeah, um, I think
0: I think I think I, I said it to Mario on one of the AMP episodes that um, in in this personnel Gallagher and Enzo should actually swap. And um, yeah, yeah, and I think we saw why um, on Monday when Gallagher played there because although Gallagher's not the type to receive the ball in between, like with his back to goal, and you know, um, be it he's, he's not that ingenuitive and he's not going to mm. like play a, like a this this amazing through ball to the forwards, but what he has got is is great athleticism um uh, he's he's good really good at pressing and also when he's in front of goal he is somewhat competent so he he's able to support the attack better than Enzo essentially and he's able to kind of just cover more ground in that area um better than Enzo yeah, and obviously agree. I think the both positions they suit each other they suit both players respective strengths so when Enzo's deeper, you know he gets to see the game from a from a from a further from a from a further back position um and that brings out more creativity which we know he's got and then Gallagher is also able to kind of just like run onto things and you know bleed from the front if that makes sense Uh, which, which I thought he did really really well but yeah continue
1: yeah, for sure. Like you said, I think the, the fact that Enzo can kind of see the game in front of him from those deeper positions and he could he can put a ball on a sixpence like pretty much every time. So, I mean, he has that ability. And when you kind of play further up, you don't have that ability as much. And I think also of Enzo, I think he needs to realise that a little bit because he was kind of talking all summer about how he wants to play further forward and that. And I get it in the sense of he doesn't want to just kind of be the sitter like the number six he does want to have the ability and the license to go forward um but i'm not sure if there was like a bit of a kind of um like mix up there in terms of what he said and the sense of like playing 10 because i think there's a Mm. difference between him playing a bit further forward and yeah being a 10. absolutely absolutely Um, yeah and like you said gallagher's kind of enzo can't really like press like he can, but he's kind of like slow off the mark and he's not exactly, whereas Gallagher is like a dog. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, like in the 90th minute, like Gallagher was still just like hounding players down and yeah. kind of there was once, I think about the 80th minute, maybe 75th, he obviously like kind of tackled someone on the right-hand side and it just bounced and he just kind of ran through. And it's like little things like that, which I think Gallagher really gives you. And I don't like, like you mentioned, I don't think he can like kind of receive the ball with his back to goal much. But in this game, he kind of once or twice he did kind of do lovely turns in kind of the middle of the park and kind of
0: yes. get away. He did, he did. It's not his his strength, but in no. in the game in particular, I was very very impressed. I think we might as well talk about Gallag- Gallagher because I was going to talk about him later, but I will, yeah. we'll touch on him now. Um, mm. Yeah, Gallagher. I was very very harsh on Gallagher last season. Um, I I said that he didn't belong like at Chelsea level. He wasn't Chelsea level because he was playing at a level that simply just wasn't of of a club of our standards, in my opinion. Anyway, um, but I think this season he's really come on leaps and bounds. Like every like, and, and I and I credit Poch for that because Poch has instilled him with a lot of confidence. Um, I think it would have been easy after maybe forty five minutes against Liverpool to just drop him out, um, but he's he stuck with him. Despite what everybody has said, everybody has questioned it, but he stuck with him, and I think now we're seeing the fruits of of that. I think every single, pretty much every game, mm, mo- most games, I'd say that you know, so again, Luton comes to mind. Um, I think West Ham he was pretty good. Obviously, second half against Liverpool, he was good, and then obviously um, Monday night, very very good, probably his best performance in Chelsea shirt. That's that's what five games out of about eight or something like that. Um, where he's played very, very, very well. Um, and I think now when he receives the ball, um, I'm a lot more, he, he looks a lot more assured. And I think that's confidence. Last season, a lot of the time, I think I said chat a lot of the time he was receiving the ball and it's either his touch was, would get stuck under him or and then he'd end up kind of has to get out of his feet and then he'd end up over dribbling or like, you know, stretching for things. It just it just looks a bit of a mess, but he looks like a lot more now. Um and when when you've cleaned up that part of the game, um and then you've also got what we already know he has in terms of the industry, like you get a very, very useful player out of that. So yeah, I'm very I'm very happy with him. And I think also with the midfield, like you said, because it was rotating, um, sometimes you know Enzo would be forward, sometimes Gallagher would be forward. It's it's quite nice, it's a nice flexible balance. Um, I also noticed that sometimes it would go into a 4-3-3, other times it would be a 4-2-3-1. But yeah. yeah, shout out to Gallagher because he's he's definitely been he's been very good.
1: No, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I was kind of in a similar boat to you last year where it was kind of like, is this guy good enough? Like we know kind of what he gives us and you can never fault his kind of dedication and his work rate. But obviously, if you're playing for Chelsea, you need, you need a bit more than that. You can't just be kind of running around and kicking people, as they say. But I think... he he is giving us a lot more than that now. And we always know he can always pop up with a goal as well. I don't think he's scored this season yet, but like we've seen it at Palace. We saw it in parts last year. Like he has the ability to get a goal and probably out of that midfield free, he's probably the most likely to pick up maybe like six to seven goals a year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, Enzo, before he came to Chelsea, I saw like he was scoring a few goals and he scored a few for Argentina, but we haven't really seen that in a Chelsea shirt. So I think we can't really say that he's going to be that guy. And I just yeah. think with Gallagher, like I really think, like you said, he's benefiting from Potch's management. Mm-hmm. And we all said it before Potch even came here. I think we were kind of using Mount at the time because Mount was obviously still here and we wow. wasn't really sure if he was going to go or what was happening there. But we was like, he's going to love Mount. And I think Gallagher's kind of in that same bracket of player. Yeah. Um, so I think he's, he's probably actually benefiting from Mason leaving cuz I do, I do think if Mason stayed he might be the one in that role.
0: No, I agree.
1: I agree. Um, I absolutely agree. Yeah, and I think with obviously someone like Mason you get a bit better kind of in the pockets and you got a bit more quality on the ball. Um but defensively Gallagher is much better than Mason. T- like they work just as hard as each other but Gallagher actually times his tackles really well. Mm. I think he's probably a bit like bigger and stronger. Well he, he you know he is bigger and yeah, stronger. Yeah. So I mean that really helps. Um, And I think one thing Gallagher's noticed or Poch has noticed since last year is he knows what he is at this point. Um, And hopefully kind of the last two or three games has shown that he's not the guy to be kind of receiving off the centre backs and trying to kind of turn and having that picture in his head. Like that's not him. It probably will never be him. So Mm. just kind of use him for his positives. And I mean, in our best starting eleven when everyone's fit, if that ever happens. He may not start, um, but I mean, that's yet to be seen yet. We can't really tell the future now. I know a lot of people are saying kind of Enzo, Caicedo, Lavia is kind of the, is what you want, but I mean, Lavia hasn't even put on a Chelsea shirt yet and we can't really, Mm. we can't really say it at this moment in time. I think Gallagher is well worthy of his place and I think he's probably overall been a top three performer for us this year, kind of breaking it all down. I mean, I even kind of wrote a tweet and I got absolutely slammed. Like my phone was pinging off all day. It was crazy. And I mean... What was the tweet? I just said, um, I think kind of Gallagher this year has performed better than Enzo as a whole. Um, And then I think just loads of people read that as me saying he's better than Enzo. And I mean, I don't think he's better than Enzo. I don't even think they're in kind of the same bracket. But I think Chelsea fans were maybe kind of wedded to the idea of Enzo more than what he'd actually shown this year because I, I hadn't been super impressed with him. Um, and maybe that's because I hold him to such a high regard because of his kind of immense quality on the ball that I just don't think I'd seen that past the kind of Liverpool game. I was a bit like, yeah. nah, he's no. a bit, he's like, a bit kind of, yeah.
0: You're right, you're right. I think, I think I, I've always said, I've been pretty consistent this season that I don't think Enzo had been used properly and he'd been getting minimal touches of the ball. Like yeah. no one can. Uh, it would be. I don't have the stats, but I'm pretty sure that his touches against Fulham compared to games like Bournemouth and Villa, like I'm pretty sure it, it'd be night and day. Um, simply because he's just more involved from a deeper position. Yeah, it was interesting what you said about the Mount and Gallagher thing because I actually think if Mount was in this team as well, um, similarly, Potts would you know be playing him as regularly as Gallagher because he lacks that industry. Um, yeah. But what you said, the defensive point was interesting because yeah, I agree. I think Gallagher is better defensively. I think the difference is Mount Mount Mount's position positions off the ball are very intelligent. So he, so like from a tactical point of view, obviously managers rely on him because he knows where to be. Whereas mm. Gallagher actually gets stuck in and makes tackles. So I think yeah, yeah Gallagher is better defensively. I, I agree with you on that. But yeah, no, what you were saying about people's midfield being like Lavia um, Enzo and Caicedo. Like, honestly and truthfully, I'm not a fan. Sorry, not that I'm not a fan. I'm a big advocate of, you know, if people are playing well, keep them in the team, In it? Like, I'm not someone to say, take someone out of the team just for the sake of it. Like, if he's playing, if someone's playing well, then keep them in. And I think Gallagher deserves to continue to play, to be honest. Even when Navier's fit right now.
1: Yeah, because I think Chelsea fans just do that kind of thing where, like, the idea of a player or the idea of a midfield is actually better, like... Better than what we see on a kind of day de- on a week to week basis, like if this midfield's working and we kind of we beat Burnley now and then we've got that really hard run and we go on quite a run and then Lavia gets fit, hmm. I think it would be very stupid to just kind of change that up and be I like, agree. Oh, yeah, like what, what would be the point? It would, I um, agree, don't change what's working. And yeah, I think,
0: I think also it's, it's interesting you mentioned the, the, the big games, yeah, like the run. I think Gallagher can be very useful in those games because. So, for example, take Arsenal for example. Who we got after the international break, right? Yeah. Um, Arsenal, you know Odegaard, for example, who's who saw who could who drops deep and kind of like makes things happen um, in and around that midfield that midfield area. Like if Gallagher's in there, um, playing the position he played against Fulham, you know you can imagine him um, doing a very good tactical job on some of Arsenal's players in that middle of the park. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, for because- sure. Yeah, trying to stop, like, the likes of Odegaard playing, um, getting in the faces of the likes of De- Declan Rice. So, um, like, yeah, I'm all for it. And I think I saw a tweet even this week saying that I think the, the person quoted Gallagher's comp and they were like, "Ah, oh, like, when Lavia's fit, let's stop the experiment. Like, it's been a good run, but stop the experiment. And I was like, no, I don't agree. Like, you know, don't change what's working. If it's working, yeah. k- keep it going. Until you see a reason to change,
1: don't change it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but you know what a lot of Chelsea fans are like, man, like, like we've just admitted both of us that we were harsh on him last year, but we have had the ability to actually change our perception of him once we've yeah. seen what we've seen. But unfortunately, a lot of football fans will kind of just do the whole like, oh yeah, he's shit, yeah, and then they'll, they'll <laughs> yeah. never ever change. So it is what yeah. it is, man.
0: I think a player, a player like Conor Gallagher, is a thing whereby everybody will always have a, a cap on how good he can actually be, which is mm. fair enough but that doesn't change the fact that what you're seeing
1: is him performing to a very good level no exactly pretty much every successful team has at least like one or two of those players that kind of just there for kind of reasons maybe beyond what they just do with the ball at their feet so Mm. I mean it is and I think obviously touching on Gallagher as well like in terms of Kaiseido, he has a similar kind of like doggedness and work rate. And mm-hmm. he's better on the ball than Gallagher. Um, well, he's better on the ball, kind of just passing in the first and second phases. I don't he's not better in the final third than Gallagher. But having those two next to Enzo like helps mm-hmm. Enzo massively. Enzo's the star, like he's the kind of icon in that midfield, in my opinion um as good as Caicedo is i, That's I a st- strong word you know <laughs> I, yeah I, I get it but for our midfield i think he's yeah, yeah, the guy yeah, yeah yeah like he's the guy you kind of protect and play around if you know what i mean definitely, so Caicedo and gallagher kind of doing the hard work allows him to maybe be freer and kind of pick those balls i mean yeah. you saw that lovely pass he played kind of with the outside of his boot yeah. um Kind of reminded me of that Lampard assist for Drogba yes, that one 70. time. Even though Lampard can't pass, and all he did was shoot scuff shots in the area, according to some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to ladder, man. Don't, don't, uh, don't, yeah. listen. don't,
0: don't
1: listen, listen to anyone that shits on <laughs> Lampard. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of like that midfield makeup, and albeit, like, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I think Fulham yeah. were pretty, pretty. I mean, they weren't very good to be honest. I think their best player was probably like William, which was kind of nice to see that he's still like he's still sharp as ever and it's it's kind of interesting to kind of look at our winger situation kind of over the last few years and look at how William's kind of done well since he went to Fulham and mm. how we kind of pushed him out the club in a way and it was just like kind of kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Just 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 a
0: final point on Gallagher because you made a good point about the wings they'll probably get onto you and probably get onto the game. But mm. I think it's interesting because the way he was used, so against Fulham particularly, that's how he was used at Palace. Do you know what I'm saying? Like free from like that that deep area, just free to kind of get forward. Yeah, yeah, hundred. And that's where we saw the best of him. You know, Tuchel when he came out to Chelsea um last season, cool was playing him in a double pivot. Like the double six position, which is again, mm. and then Poch has done it this season. And he, albeit he has had some good games, but I actually think his best position is when he's freed from the shackles. But, oh, yeah, 100. um, get on to the game itself. Um, so yeah, I think you touched on it before. We we raced into a two nil lead. Um, Mikhailo Mudrik gets his first goal. Um, probably speak about him, but overall, were you satisfied with the performance? Was there anything that
1: you know stuck out to you in particular against Fulham? So, yeah, it was like, like I mentioned, it was a very weird game because, like I said, we got kind of two goals and then it kind of just like it, it lulled into kind of just a into a kind of nothing, almost like a training session for both teams. It kind of there was one opportunity Fulham had in maybe like the 70th, 75th minute where they definitely should have scored. Um, I can't remember who I think. Who did they bring on? Some Sasa Lukic? Was something? him? Yeah. They, um, I can't remember who played it across the box, but someone kind of played it across the box to him, and Sanchez made a really good save. And that was kind of the only kind of heart in your mouth moment where you thought Fulham might because if they scored, then I think that was probably about a yeah. minute, yeah,
0: minute.
1: Yeah, yeah, it might have made like obviously like squeaky bum time at the end, but yeah, it was. I was I was impressed with um, kind of the way we attacked and kind of controlled the game in the first half, albeit with kind of not as much possession as we held in previous games. Uh, And like, I think we've obviously touched on it um, already, but the most impressive easily was I think that midfield free and kind of the rotation and seeing that. Uh, And also, sorry, you touch, I touch. Yeah, exactly. And like, obviously, the one thing we didn't say about Gallagher as well was that was one of the best parts of his game was it was just kind of two touches, give it off, two touches, yeah. give it off, not kind of just doing this six, seven spin around in a circle and then just pass mm. it back to the centre back nonsense that you've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry to pause you yeah, but when you say yeah. that, I just remember that clip of Tuchel
0: going absolutely mad on the sideline when Gallagher had the ball in midfield and it took like so long to play out to reach James and there's there's a... There's a camera shot of Tiku just going absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like that is that that that's the um is is the display of his confidence right now. The fact that For he sure. did that, that 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 one touch, two touch, There, was, there was a little incident. I think it was like towards the end of the game where the three of them were just in the corner, just oh yeah,
1: it. football looks so, so easy to like so man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, but I yeah, think that comes with like experience as well. Like it's probably mm-hmm. the first time in Gallagher's career where he's had like an actual kind of elite coach coaching him um bar obviously too cool for that short amount of time yeah it's very short yeah and he's and young man like he's still young
0: I, I, I honestly just think it's confidence and like yeah. it's a nice
1: segue into mudrick because mm. me
0: i think me and meads especially have been saying were saying before like you know give the guy a run in it because that's how you instill confidence in a player that's that's completely um absolutely drained of it do you know what i'm saying yeah um I know some people like like Babs made a good point that you know Pep the way he he does his way where he'll have the player out of the team and coach them. I think Muidrich has been here long enough. Like he's been here for almost a year now. It's like it's actually mm. time to start playing. So obviously, not everyone's Pep, man. Right? Exactly. Not everyone's Pep. Exactly. And I think so. The Fulham game I think it was his third start in a row. So he started against Villa, Brighton, and then Fulham. And but fourth, and isn't I, it? didn't he it? Start four? It might have been third or fourth. It Did might he be start
1: fourth. the game before that. Who what was the game before that? Oh, Bournemouth. Or was it Villa? So, Bournemouth. I feel like Villa. he started against certain so it Villa. Yeah, yeah. So yeah so no, Bournemouth, right, Villa, Villa,
0: Brighton, Brighton and Chelsea. Yeah, and Fulham. Sorry, Fulham. Yeah, he started all four games in a row. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny because he's he started the game actually pretty poorly. To be honest with you, <laughs> against Fulham, oh, he just um, ran it off the pitch. And I, just yeah, had, his, first, uh, his first few contributions of the game, you're, you're thinking, ah, oh, is it going to be another one of those games where he bums it out? gets taken off after 60 minutes and we still don't move forward in terms of his development and his progression. But luckily he, he kept at it and he got the goal. Very, very nice to see some call. And I think I think with Mudric, I think if, whether he's confident or not, it's funny. I feel like he is going to what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if it frustrates the word is the right word, but he's gonna get on Chelsea fans' nerves quite a lot because he's oh, always yeah. gonna try things. He's always gonna try things. I remember when, when Chelsea signed Ziyech and uh, Meads, Meads were saying how um, Chelsea fans are going to get frustrated with Ziyech because Ziyech is a maverick. He's going to try things. I think I get I get a similar feeling with Modric. Um Not in the same way because obviously Ziyech was... Uh, he, he 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 likes to try crazy passes, but I think Mudric is always going to try and dribble. And I think that's going to annoy quite a few Chelsea fans in terms of because he's not always going to get it right. Me, I'm actually okay with it because... He's I agree. trying, do you know what I'm saying, and he's bringing something different to what we have. Um, and I think it's only going to get better as he develops personally. And, and as long as he's not losing it in areas that are kind of dangerous where we get transitions done, I think it's okay. Yeah, but yeah, Mudrik. I think every game Mudrik's always going to have those moments where he's going to try and you know beat a man, do a skill or whatever, and um, he might lose it a couple of times. But I think it's important to kind of be to be just be patient with him. I think, in my opinion, um, and let him let him express himself because. If he, if he can get it right, what he's going to bring would, would take us take us up a level, in my opinion. Because you see it. You see it. The times where he does beat a defender and gets to the byline. And you, you can see how he's able to create separation. How he's able to, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. very important
1: in this league. <laughs> this is very, very important. No, yeah, I completely agree with you in a sense of, like, he's always going to try things. So even if he's kind of short of confidence, he's also really confident yes if you get what i mean yeah i agree I he agree. doesn't kind of shy away from he, he like i feel like he probably eyes up his fullback every game and goes yeah i'm going to i'm going to ruin you pause yes. yeah, like yeah, yeah. i'm going to yeah like i'm yeah. going to absolutely like give you a bad day kind of yeah. kind of vibes um and yeah i agree with what you say about chelsea fans they're going to get frustrated i think we've had years of wingers who are just like really good at kind of retaining possession, but maybe don't kind of give you that spark Mm -hmm. since we've had Eden. And I mean, Mm -hmm. Eden got Mm -hmm. his fullback every time, but I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a special player, man. Like that's, that's one of the best of all time. Like not everyone's going to be able to do that. Like even putting people on, like kind of comparing people to Eden, it's it's just stupid. Like this is, you're not going to get that. There's just no point even kind of doing that. And I mean, I think it works like really well with having Palmer on the other side. He yeah. is kind of in that mold of he's not going to kind of go at his man every time because he doesn't really have yeah. that kind of blistering pace. He's really got, he's got really good close control. And um, before I kind of go ahead and speak more about mudrick i just want to say palmer like he has that really good kind of ability of knowing when to slow the game down knowing when to speed the game up Absolutely. and it's Absolutely. almost like
0: comes from city man you can you can tell you can yeah tell yeah from.
1: i was about to say like you can tell and it's it's kind of so obvious that he's come from city and he's yeah. been under kind of peps tutelage like you can really tell that I think, I think you make a great point sorry to interrupt because
0: palmer brings the balance so if you've got one guy on the other side who's a bit more adventurous, and then you've got someone who's a bit more balanced in terms of a bit more, not, not necessarily, I don't think measured is the right word, just kind of picks these moments yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and mixes it up. Mm. Then I think you've got a good, you know, like, for example, if you like a, like Manchester United midfield, yeah, like you've got Bruno and Mount, right, who are both kind of hellish. If it was like, <laughs> if one was a bit more composed, and oh, you know what I'm saying? I think I think they'd be all right with it. So I think it's a similar kind of situation. But yeah, sorry, continue.
1: Yeah. No, just, yeah. Going back to Mudrik, like I want him to get to that point that um, someone like Salah, okay, I don't, I, he's probably never going to be as good as Salah. But in the sense of like, I feel when fullbacks look at Salah every like game, they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> I want Mudrik to get to that point where fullbacks are like scared. They're just like, because they know every time he's just going to keep going and going and not giving up. And, I've seen enough from him that he can do that. Now I think it's just about adding kind of more consistent quality to that. And I think that's actually a benefit of playing Colwell there is they're kind of, they seem to be building up a little relationship. And I mean, I've had Colwell's kind of made comments about how he believes like Mudrick is amazing and he can be one of the best in the league. So I like that kind of relationship, seeing a relationship form off the pitch kind of says to me that they can form a relationship on the pitch as well. Um, so I think that's kind of really helpful. Um, I do think it maybe makes the left winger's job a little bit harder, kind of having Colwell there, because he's not going to kind of over or underlap, And it is kind of always just going to be like, he's going to kind of stay out of Mudrick's way. And maybe that's what he needs. Maybe that will actually help. Yeah, it, is, it is because yeah, like
0: I think the thought of Chilwell trying to overlap Mudrick would just be a car crash because Mudrick goes both ways. Johnson. Yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like they just get each other's way.
1: And so. he's got that like you know when like Mudrik cuts in he's got that reverse pass on lock. Like exactly. he's got that yeah. in his locker. Like he's really yeah. good at that. So once I think our strikers kind of are more privy to that. I mean we I think we can really really benefit from that. Um and I mean we saw it was it was it against Brighton. I can't remember what game it was where he done it and Jackson kind of missed the chance but I think that's something we can really benefit from. Yeah I, I it was hope, a yeah, I hope this injury that he kind of picked up and had to go off at half-time isn't too serious and he can kind of start against Burnley on Saturday because like, that'll be his fifth start in a row. And I think that'll, that'll really help him to kind of build yeah. confidence. And I mean, like the goal can hopefully... Like you could tell that goal, like the celebration, you could tell that was hanging over his head and he needed to score. Mm. Um, so hopefully he can kind of kick on from that. Um, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I get I get the vibe that he believes in himself personally.
1: Yeah, hundred, hundred. But I think until gone. you get that goal, it's yeah. like it's still there, isn't it? Like everyone, yeah, you course. haven't scored yet. You haven't scored yet. Can you score? Um, so yeah. Of
0: course, uh, I think I think when I just compare it to past players who I've seen come to the club, like Morata, Torres, for example, I feel like like their heads went down quite easily, and you know it was like when they when they weren't confident, it was quite visible. I feel like with Madrid, like we said, like he's continued to consistently try things, and. You know, I feel like he's, he keeps his head up, um, which is good. Um, one thing I was going to say as well about his goal is that he actually made a run through the middle, um, yeah. which is something that he needs to do more because why he doesn't do it with the pace he has, obviously there's not really space for it, but mm. he's as, as a winger in this league, like 1v1, creating separation, that's all good. But if you don't move off the ball, you're a bit limited and you're a bit capped in terms of the level you can get to. So, yeah. you know, all the great... Wingers, wide players like Salah, Mane, um, you know all the great wide players. We got one at our club. So Sterling. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sterling, sorry, Sterling. How can I forget Sterling? They all have made. They've all got to scoring hundred goals in the Premier League. Um, a lot of it by you know having that movement of the ball, and you know coming from a coming maybe coming from wide to in or penetrating. Um, you know, it's very important. So yeah, he needs to do that more. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, he needs to do that more. Um, I want to touch on. I think we already touched on Palmer. I think Bria. Um, how did you think he did? Obviously, he started his first game for ten months. Um, yeah, I think it was. So did.
1: I think it was really good to see him back, and I mean, I think a lot of us have said in the chat like he is like a, he reminds us of like a baby Costa, like the kind of yeah. way he's got that kind of like bullish approach to how he plays and I mean he is quick like mm. he is super quick I think after Mudrick I don't think we've got a quicker player on our team to be honest like he is lightning and it's nice to see that he hasn't really lost that pace since the injury like he seems to have just kind of carried on and I'm glad he scored like I'm glad he got that I mean obviously touch of fortune with the goal but I think it's going to be good for his confidence and yeah, I think he, he's a really good kind of option to bring on at the minute. I, I still think we're probably going to stick with Jackson up top for now. Right, for um, me sir. My yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any reason to drop Jackson. I mean, I know he hasn't exactly kind of been scoring a lot and his finishing and movement's been a little bit little bit um, left to be desired. But I think kind of having both of those strikers as options is really good. Yeah. Um, in the sense of if Jackson's if Jackson's having an off day, 60th minute you bring Broho on like you're just you're not giving the defenders a rest. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just constantly going at them because they're both kind of just really hard workers, and I think they can both add a lot to to our game. And I kind yeah. of really enjoyed what I saw from Broho and kind of the short amount of time he got. And even like I said, the game kind of chilled out a little bit, so. He obviously didn't like the second half was kind of really just dead, like not much happened on our end or kind of any end. So that's fine though. It's good. That,
0: it's good to see that we can control. Oh yeah, we, we just needed to win, considering man. We went two 0 you know, up by the twentieth minute to control the game for eight minutes. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a positive sign. And yeah, to be fair to us, we haven't actually, even though we've lost a lot of games in twenty twenty three, we actually haven't conceded that many goals. So it's no, good I, I think we conceded end. the second yeah. least
1: in the leagues. So I think. Joint yeah i think last season maybe. it was like
0: maybe third or fourth least considering yeah. that we missed 12th that's
1: that's pretty good yeah i mean we let every re- i think we were like even second at one point and then at, at the one end point yeah yeah
0: we let but, um yeah so and it's good to see even though we've changed the personnel and defense that you know it's still pretty solid um yeah barring the west Ham game i don't think we've conceded more than one goal in a game so yes yeah, it's, it's 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 good to see I think mm. with the Brouillard thing, yeah, it's good to see him back. Um, I am hesitant for him to like just be chucked in again because a lot of Chelsea fans think he should start from now on. I don't agree because he's actually been out for 10 months. Like, Just take time. Um, and I don't think I, think... I think a lot of it comes from the frustration with Jackson. I don't think Jackson has... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't think he he's performed bad enough to be dropped I think it'd be really harsh to drop him I can't lie I know I he agree. hasn't scored for
1: a while in the Premier League but I don't I don't really know what, what he also basically it. scored two goals in the last game he played yeah like nice.
0: he scored in his last game yeah and he was one. he was pretty much the reason why we beat Brighton um,
1: yeah I, d- I don't know
0: I, I don't see a valid enough reason to drop Jack right now that's just me
1: no I agree so I and I think, think we do this with strikers too often anyway. Exactly, exactly. I think it's wise to keep to bringing back in for the
0: Burnley game. And um, I think the striker situation is quite healthy right now. It's the first time in a while that I feel like it's been healthy. I think a lot of the seasons, yeah, the situation has been a mess. It's either we don't have a striker or it's we've had too many strikers. So, like, for example, last season, um, like Havertz was playing up there. Felix was playing up there. And Aubameyang what, played like two games. <laughs> Something like that. Um, well, it's more than two games, but you know what I mean. But um, yeah, yeah it, it was just a mess. Um, and fe- n- neither of Felix or Havertz are really strikers hmm. or getters. So those were the two main pe- main players that were playing kind of in that role. And just like there was no... You didn't really feel like any of them were going to score really. But it's good to have two out-and-out number nines actually fighting for a position. And there's like been past seasons like under Mourinho where we've had like three strikers and it's been like a bit too many. I remember when we had Eto, Torres, and Demba Bar and they were like all rotating between the three of them. <laughs> but yeah, if it feels it feels healthy. If it feels like healthy competition. I think both of them, yeah, they bring different things. Um, they are somewhat in a way similar as well. So I'm interested. In, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out
1: yeah I agree. I think similar ages can kind of get um make each other better in a way, kind of having that constant competition with like, oh if I don't score next game, like kind of and I don't think that can always benefit, but I think with kind of maybe in the short time I've seen them, the personalities they bring on a pitch, I do think they're kind of gonna be the ones that want to be like, yeah, i I'm starting, Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that can be healthy for the team.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, re- I really like Jackson's mentality as well. I think especially in the Brighton game it came out because obviously he was on a, like, a little bit of a barren run. But, and he even missed a few chances, but he, like, he just kept going. He basically dragged the team, in my opinion, um, along, with, along with Palmer to victory that day. And I think, again, like, yeah, Jackson's another one. Like mentality is quite strong. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I was at that game, and the, yeah. the, the fans like Jackson. Like you can tell, mm. like the fans mm. really like him, and they, they they've they've got behind him. And I think, especially like the match going fans, like they're a sucker for someone just <laughs> pressing and working hard. Yeah, and, you can see I, why. They're yeah, yeah hundred. I think I think that's the kind of base level for a lot of footballers in in my kind of view of the game. I know a lot of people don't kind of agree with that, but I just think as long as you're like working hard and kind of Showing me something, um, Mm. I'll always have time for you for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think Jackson is definitely underappreciated. The fact that people want him dropped already. Yeah, yeah. I think I know he's only scored two goals, um, but he's definitely been in the positions to score more. And yeah, I think it. I think it definitely can click at some point.
1: I agree. Um, I think you can tell he's a winger. Like he was a winger. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that he has parts of his game like. I still think his movement in the box is kind of like it needs to be worked on a lot Like there's a lot of opportunities where we've kind of put it in the box or somewhere and he's, he's just not in the right place and like I hope he can kind of get that knack because I think a lot of goals will come if he can kind of get that knack of being in the right place at the right time and maybe coming back a a little bit less to help out with the build-up. And I think with this midfield that we played against Fulham and kind of the the way it worked, hopefully that will kind of lead our striker having to come back less and help out. Um, I I actually
0: think think he is in the right place at the right time, more often than not. I just think Mm. it's more of a composure thing. Yeah. He just needs to take a little bit more care, a little bit more time instead of snatching at things. Um, so, I think the Liverpool, the chance against Liverpool was an example, um, which he should have slotted. Where I think it was James that cut it back for him. And then, you know, there yeah. was a header against West Ham as well, which, you know, again, was literally putting him back in front of goal. And probably, I think he jumped a bit too early. Um, uh, he's not, good in, like, yeah, he's he's not yeah. good in the air. Like, he's not good in the air. Yeah, and then obviously you've got the villa game as well was it no not villa sorry not Norwich i
1: think yeah, yeah
0: it was in front of goal so i think i think it's just more taking a bit more care in front of goal i, I think he's he takes up good positions in the box um mm. it's not a thing where like there's times where i watch gabby Jesus yeah and man is left wing halfway line i don't get the same i know jackson comes deep to yeah to the ball, but there hasn't been a game where i've watched and i've been like oh where are you kind of thing do you know what i'm saying
1: yeah, so, yeah he never hides for sure
0: yeah, no. Like in terms of like when we're near the box, I can see he's in and around the box. Do you know what I'm saying? There's nothing where he's hanging out wide or he's like on the edge of the D. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think I think I think we need to persist with him um, for at least at least another few games before yeah. we can give him a run. In my sure. opinion, anyway. So. Yeah, we'll see how that works.
1: Yeah, and I mean Jackson showed in the Liverpool game, which is a big game. He gave their defenders hell. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah. we're going to have yeah. a lot of big games coming up. So yeah, sure. I hope you can do yeah. the same. And time. again, mentality.
0: You need that. You need, you need that mentality in the big games, man. Like that fearless kind of keep going mentality, because it's yeah, just going sure. to drag you through in it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I also something just came to mind as well. I think, I think we've got, we might be heading to a point, maybe one game away. Whereby we have a bit of a, a selection headache for Poch, which is funny because a few weeks ago you wouldn't have said that, would you? But I think yeah. with Palmer coming coming into form, he's had what three strong games in a row now. Palmer coming into form, Mudrick coming into form a little bit, not not quite fully there yet, but you can see he might he might start Ooh. to come fully into effect, yeah. Obviously you've obviously got Sterling, who I think, even though he hasn't scored since the looting game, I still think he's been a consistent performer. And then yep. you've got Enzo, Enzo and Gallagher. So it'd just be interesting because obviously Sterling didn't start against for them. I think it was because he didn't train for three yeah, days. I think he was
1: carrying a virus or something, the they virus.
0: said. Yeah, he had a virus. So it'd just be interesting, like, how do we fit all these players in? Because Enzo, Enzo's going to start. Um, then it's like out of Palmer mudrick sterling who's the others and then you've got carney coming back as well he'll probably mm. he won't come straight back in but then like gallagher's also plays a bit further forward you know yeah. what i'm saying like, it's a bit of a it's going to become a bit of a headache i, I think um
1: yeah i agree so i think enzo i think also kaisado is kind of a nailed on start i don't think yeah, course, come on for that much and they're not going to start um, yeah. and then i think the the pieces are so i think you've got the enzo Kaisedo kind of uh, Jackson, those three I would say are kind yeah. of definitely going to start and I mean Gallagher might even be getting to that point because I mean he's played I think along with Enzo the most minutes for us kind of yeah. other than defenders this year so I mean would we be remiss to say that he's kind of a starter as well at this point mm. um, so yeah I think it's a nice headache to have but we'll see We'll yeah, see how it that's, works out. That's,
0: that's five players in three positions who are coming into form. Yeah. So it'll be very, very interesting. And I think I think Palmer gives us something different. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Palmer, Palmer's got that creativity, that eye for a pass, that execution for a pass as well. And I think uh I, I, I don't I wouldn't drop him, you know. I, honestly I would I would really keep him in because he he really does give us that creativity that we've missed for so long. Um so, yeah, and then I, I'd argue that maybe like Sterling and Modric, even though Sterling's a much better player, of course, but they they offer similar, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear you. But Palmer offers that something different that really stands out in terms of, yeah, like you can actually play a you know, you, you look for a pass, you've got great vision, you've got ingenuity. Um, he, his use of the ball is really impressive, like, he doesn't waste it at all. Yeah, um, like you said, like. You can tell you come from man city <laughs> there's, there's something about buying buying those those players so yeah it'll be interesting going forward um mm. let's move on to obviously so got... one
1: thing i didn't touch on just quickly kukurea was really impressive oh yeah of course uh, yeah. in kind of unnatural right back position um and i'm oh he was really really good against brighton as well um i think he was my man of the match against brighton and um mm. Like I said, I was there. So the match going fans, you could tell, were getting behind him. And yeah, I just just wanted to touch on him and just say he was really good and I was really impressed with him. He just needs to stop that kind of pressing too high up and then getting done because he's slow and he gets done <laughs> by women too much. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, good player, man. Good player. Um I think Gosta's Gusta, red card against Villa was that a straight red? It was a straight red, wasn't it? So that's yeah.
1: Red. Yeah, so I think, I think the cup game counts if it's like a red oh, yeah, cup like that. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely. think he has... There's one, one game left. One LB. game, yeah. So after the national break, he'll be back. It'll oh, be yeah. interesting to see what we do there.
0: I think James will be back by then as well, to be fair.
1: Well, yeah. I'm not going to hold what? my breath for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you know what's so funny? They tweeted um, the Chelsea account. They tweeted the picture of him. Ah, oh, like, of him back on grass. They were like, you know, like, something like, oh... A great sight to see, or something like that. In my head, I was thinking, you're not going to reload this tweet again in about six weeks, so I know, <laughs> man. I'll just keep it in the drafts. Yeah, <laughs> <Right. I'm>
1: just... <laughs> so annoying because he's so good and he makes oh, such he a difference to how yeah, good we are.
0: He's phenomenal. And like, I know
1: people take the mick out of us, it's like, oh, a right back shouldn't be that important, but when your right back's that good, when he's that good. Yes, like
0: you man's played one game this season, right? And that game was he was phenomenal against Liverpool, yeah. So, yeah, but it's just, I can't, I just can't blow, he just, he, I can't shout it too high from the rooftops because I know two, three games in, like, this is always something, do you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, yeah. I right, hope we can get over it. Um, but yeah, he is due to be back for the Arsenal game. Um, hopefully, man. So we'll see what happens. I think if he's back, obviously he's our captain, so he's going to come straight in. Yeah, and as he yeah, should, to be honest. As he <laughs> should, as he should. And then I guess Kukurela comes out. I guess, unless Poch wants to play left-back, which I don't see happening. No, I don't
1: think he's going to change, like we said, like you I said at the start, changing. that kind of De Sassy, yeah. Silver, Silva, Colwell. Yeah. I think the only yeah. thing that could maybe change that is Badia Shile coming in. For...
0: I, 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 look, this is why this is why I was baffled as to why we bought Badia Shile and um, De Sassi, because yeah, like, like you said, like I said at the beginning, I think Poch is pretty set at the moment. And I think mm. Um, there's not really much reason to change the back line, to be honest with you. I think they yeah. performed, re- performed relatively well, maybe apart from the Nottingham Forest game. No, maybe apart from West Ham game, sorry. Um, yeah, I think there's been a few individual mistakes kind of throughout. Yeah, there's been, the there's been a, few, a couple. I think De had an individual error against West Ham. But other than that, he's been very, very, very good. Yeah. Okay, very sound. I don't know about very good, but he's been sound. Yeah, he's very good. Um, he's, he's, his, his passing is very good. Yeah his passing is very good. Thiago Silva has been reliable as ever. Maybe
1: not up to his usual high levels, but he's been he's still been pretty calm. Yeah, um, people talk well too much smack on Thiago Silva to be honest. I yeah. feel like he's become a bit of an easy target, which is kind yeah, of weird.
0: Definitely. I think the Cole thing like I said, I don't think I would have really had a problem with it if we were playing an out and out left winger from the start, but because Chiwawa was playing in front of him, it was just like, yeah, what is going on? Like what is what is this mess?
1: <laughs> Cole's just so good on the ball. Like yeah. his passing is I think, like, Bab said it in the chat and, like, I, I agree. Like, I can't think of many centre-back or defenders that are as good on the ball as Cole will in terms of passing. Like, it's kind of a cheat code how good he is. Like, you saw for the assist, like, that's pinpoint. And yeah. Really
0: and, I, and I'm starting to, like I said at the beginning, I'm I'm trying to, game by game, analyse what the benefits of him being at left-back is because there's obviously something. Like, I don't, Poch is not a scrub, in my opinion, in it. So, he's... If he's made if he's adamant on something and I think um it was said in the group chat um a couple of days ago as well like Poch he he's not someone that is I don't think he's he doesn't strike me as stubborn right so there must be a reason why he's doing this so game by game I'm trying to see it and I think he does doesn't really strike me as like a 1v1 demon in terms of lockdown like a lockdown defender like from a winger perspective. Do you know what I'm saying? But mm. so I'm trying to see, and don't get me wrong, that's not to say Cole's not a good defender because he is, he definitely is. But I'm trying to see like what the perks, what he's what he's bringing to us, and I think it probably is that build up in terms of when he gets the ball in that position, and he's able to pass it at infield with his with his passing quality, and like you said, it's a cheat code because the Dasasi is also very good on the ball. Thiago Silva, we know, is very good on the ball as well. Um, and I think it also gives, like, when Gusto and James are playing, it gives them freedom, because, you know, Gusto has, he's always very high up the pitch when he's playing Yeah, with Cole on the other side, so, yeah, it's interesting to see, we'll see more of it going forward, Um, because, like I said, I don't think much is going to change, I don't think it's going to change that. Um, But, yeah, let's look ahead to the weekend against Burnley, so, yeah, we are away at Burnley, Um, a ground that Traditionally, we do quite well. Like, to be honest, I can't touch wood. I can't really think of too many defeats we've had at that ground.
1: Whenever, no, there was a game like was it a couple of years ago? Where I'm pretty sure like Chris Wood or Ashley Barnes or something scored a winner, but I can't remember.
0: No, nah, I, I don't think we've
1: lost there.
0: I actually cannot remember losing there. Did they beat
1: us at Stamford Bridge?
0: Yeah, they've beaten us a couple of times at Stamford Bridge. Okay, but, it, but when we whenever we go to their ground, like so last season. Was it wait? I can't even. No, no, James, when James went there and scored a couple, that was two seasons ago. Yeah, I can't quite remember what happened last year, but I know under Lampard as well, we beat them.
1: Yeah, I'll always remember the result. I think the year after we Probably. won the league when we went there and Courtois got yeah. sent off.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember beating them 3 0 under Sari, I remember beating them um, under Lampard again, Pudisic, hat trick.
1: Beat them on the yeah. 2 call with Reese James. Yeah, so our last, like, four results, I think, we won 4-0, drew one all, beat them 2-0, beat them 3-0, beat them 3-0, beat them yeah. 4-2. So, I mean, yeah we, we, yeah, we do pretty well there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, they've, they've
0: just got their first win of the season against Luton yesterday night. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny because if they if they were still winless, you'd probably think that you know, you know, charity FC. We're, we usually donate these wins. Oh, to we love them. it. Yeah, we love it. But what do you expect to see this weekend? Do you think you know? Do you just expect us to just continue going forward in terms of you know get that third win in a row? It'd be pretty routine, or do you think? Do you think there might be a bit of a banana skin here? I think I think the way I think the fact that they've changed their style of play. It Almost puts me a bit more at ease because you know, you know, on the Sean Dash, you know, what you're getting like long, like long ball going forwards, yeah, board, you know what I'm saying. Um, and it was a very even though we've had a great joy there, it was still a tough kind of
1: yeah, 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 I hear you.
0: To, yeah, kind of thing to get over, do you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, what do you expect from Saturday?
1: Um So I don't expect it to be routine. I think I'd be kind of being arrogant if I expect any Chelsea result to be routine at the minute with the kind of the form we've been in for the last year and a half. Um, But the way I've seen Burnley this year, they have been, they've been pretty like rubbish. And I think there's a little bit of naivety um, from um, company there because obviously they absolutely like, dominated the championship playing a certain way and kind of like being kind of kind of expansive and playing really nice football which really worked in the championship and then they've kind of come to the league and I think they they tried that and it was like yeah like this this league ain't a you can't play about in this league like you you simply have not got the facilities to be doing this expansive open football against teams that are much better than the championship teams so I think I would have been more confident if we're playing them um, at a very start of the season, but I think they've kind of the last couple of games they've kind of started to maybe learn a little bit that they can't be this kind of expansive team. And I wouldn't say I've kind of this is just from kind of match of a debut, and I wouldn't really say I haven't really gone out my way to watch to watch Burnley games. But I think with the quality of player we have and the quality of player they have, we should comfortably win. Um But you know. We are Chelsea at the minute and yeah. I, I it's it's so hard to kind of call results for us. Yeah. Like every time I'm like, yeah, we're gonna win, I'm confident like we'll just go and throw up at Nottingham Forest one 0 or some nonsense. So I mean yeah. but I'm pretty confident seeing our last two games against Brighton and Fulham. Um I'm pretty confident we can come away from, from Burnley with with the three points, I think, if we kind of stick that similar midfield and uh similar attack uh kind of bringing Jackson in for Broho and yeah, just we got to see who's fit as well. Like, we had a lot of people go off in the last game and we obviously still were carrying a lot of injuries. So see who's fit, see what we want to start Saturday, three o'clock, nice time to play. Everyone else is playing. No one's yeah. watching. Yeah. And no one's choosing to watch Burnley Chelsea on, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we don't watch your own teams, man. But, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think we have no choice to go honest spot to win. Like you said, hundred. We've got a tough run after the international break, which I think is tougher on paper than actually than reality, to be honest with you. Just I agree. Games can always go either way. But yeah, there's no choice. There is just no, we have to win. There's no other, yeah, no excuses, man. No, and no excuses as well, yeah. I think um, the players are, as I touched on before, are getting com- more, more and more confident. So, I hope we've got over this issue of scoring goals, you know. Um so yeah, wins wins breed confidence. Is sure. is, is is the thing, you know, lose when you're always losing, yeah, you're like the team is always going to go into every game just kind of on a downer. Yeah. So winning two games in a row, it helps. And I think winning the way we won last game and with clean sheets as well. I think it, yeah, it, it helps. I think I expect us to go to, to Burnley somewhat confident, you know, maybe not all the way there, but at least somewhat confident. And, you know, if we can get the first goal, um, you know, I expect us to kind of to get the three points because, like I said, we've we've done pretty well defensively. So hopefully that, that doesn't change. Um, would you go with the same team or? Would you uh,
1: be, you yeah, know, do, with- I mean, dependent on injuries. I would, obviously I'd put, I know I'd bring Jackson in for Broha. Um, yep. and yeah, I think I'd, I'd play exactly the same team. Albeit just if we on the bench, yeah? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Mm. I don't know. I think, I think, bring, go on. Maybe I'd bring him in for Madrid. Oh, uh, it, uh, yeah. It's kind of harsh because he just scored his goal, so I don't yeah. want to bring him out. It's very harsh, <laughs> right.
0: very harsh
1: like you said before, like, I think if you're talking, Palmer. no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're talking about kind of Palmer and Mudrick and kind of Mudrick and Sterling, I think they are probably more similar. Um, so like neither of them kind of give you what Palmer gives you, but I think they both can kind of give you similar things. Albeit Sterling is much better than him. So I think to be fair, I would probably drop Mudrick for Sterling. Um, I think Sterling has that know-how. He has in a game like this, he can he can easily score. And yeah, I I, I just think we talk about confidence with Madrid, but just because Sterling's older and has been around the block, that doesn't mean he doesn't need confidence and to play as well. And we've yeah. seen that he's in the Premier League 100 club. Like, you don't drop a guy of that talent, in my opinion.
0: Interesting. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't envy Poch, to be honest, because it's out of Gallagher, Sterling... Palmer and Mudrick given the context of the Fulham game it's going to be a tough decision I personally would probably just stick with the Fulham team yeah um, yeah I think that's what I would do I think I'd keep sitting on the bench and, and just see how that goes to be honest with you mm. yeah I don't like I said I, I don't have a real reason to drop Gallagher and and I don't think dropping Mudrick helps him or anyone if he's fit, because he's just scored and, you know, he's just starting to get confident. So, yeah, the only other person you're looking at is Gallagher, like potentially moving Cole Palmer into the middle and then playing Sterling on the right. But, yeah, if you go to um, a more I like
1: said, 4 2 3
0: uh, Like I said, I personally wouldn't drop Palmer, but, you know, Poch no. doesn't always do what I want. So we'll see what happens on, on yeah, I wouldn't drop Gallagher either, to be honest. There you go. So, so. probably makes sense to just play the same team. Yeah. But yeah. I think other than that, I think we all we've touched on everything. Is there anything else you want to touch on or are we all good?
1: Uh, not really. I just want to say I really do think we're gonna surprise a lot of people in this hard run we've got. I really think we're gonna pick up some results here and there. Let's and talk think... about it. Let's talk about it. So let me get it up.
0: Let me get it up. I've got it up here.
1: We've oh, got it yeah? uh, no. So we got we got the international break, then we got Arsenal, Brentford. Uh, Blackburn, Tottenham Chelsea, uh, City um, and then obviously we got another international break and then we got Newcastle, Brighton United so it's interesting yeah. I, think, I think Arsenal
0: the midfield I think is an area we could we could potentially win and then that could help us um, in my opinion yeah i agree um so i feel like we could probably overrun and outpower them kind of what we used to do back. you know back in the day when we just used to outpower them in the middle yeah well like we could that could be something we could do that's that would be our best that would be our best way to win the game essentially if you know what i'm saying yeah um, obviously they've got a far superior attack and they're just a great team but that one i think will be more even than people think um I think the City game... The City game is also interesting because Poch has got a really good record against Pep. But Oh, really? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, in his Tottenham days. So, yeah, Tottenham days, he, he beat them quite a few times. Oh, yeah, I the big
1: was Champions League one as well.
0: Yeah, and he got the Champions League too. Yeah, mm. so 16-17, if I remember correctly, they beat them at White Hart Lane. 15-16, beating them at White Hart Lane as well. Um, the 15-16, they've done double over City, actually. And then sixteen, seventeen, beat them at White Hart Lane, seventeen, eighteen. I can't quite remember. Um, so yeah, the, and then obviously got the Champions League. He's had he's had a few few results over him. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. At uh, Brentford, they're falling off the season a little bit. Well, we, they're, they they're going through a bit of a bad run. But they right? still give teams a rough they still day. give teams a bad day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it's more Brentford at home, though, isn't it? When they're at home. Yeah, but, yeah. Sure.
1: But to be fair, we haven't been good at home, so. No, I mean Sanford Bridge don't mean shit anymore, to yeah, be honest. I prefer, I prefer to play away right now, to be honest. Yeah, I hear that. I um, think the Spurs game will be interesting.
0: My games will be very, very difficult. This is the first time in years that I've come going to a Spurs game and be like, okay, you know what? We actually might be. Man, might be like I said in the chat, I'm not
1: as enamored by this Spurs as I am. Like, I, I I think the wheels are gonna fall off. I really do. I think every game I've watched, they've They've had their like they've been really good don't get me wrong like going forward especially but they've had a fair share of like teams missing chances and kind of yeah I, I I I'm not as enamored kind of by as everyone else but maybe that's just my hatred of Spurs talking rather than logically
0: yeah we'll see man we'll see I agree I think I think the hard run is opportunity to, for us to, to rise to the occasion to step up and at least you know to their left
1: wing. So we'll give it a go. No, yeah, because I was saying to my boy the other day, like at the start of the season, a lot of people kind of kept seeing that graph of like who has the easiest start, whatever, like Chelsea have such an easy start. But if you ask me now, I think I'd switch it around like I'd have this really hard run at the start. So it's like, we're kind of getting used to each other. If we lose a couple of games, like, yeah, yeah. like we lost against Tottenham, we lost against yeah, C. Yeah, yeah. Like no one cares, like it is what it is. And then we'd come into this kind of easier run we had at the start, kind of already with that, maybe um, kind of built confidence to an extent and um them knowing each other a bit more. So I, I, in an ideal world, I would have actually, if you ask me now, switched that around, but I mean, Obviously, that's just kind of.
0: I think, I think we, I think we might see a better Chelsea perform though, because yeah, in Arsenal playing, City, playing Arsenal playing City playing Tottenham, like they're not teams that are going to sit back are they? They're going to give it a go and they're going to leave, yeah, more space for us to play. Yeah, I mean, we I saw know, that against we, Liverpool. That's probably yeah, one of our
1: best we, performances this season.
0: Exactly, we do much better against teams that you know that don't sit back. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think even. A lampard, even on the lampard that used to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Again, on the cool as well, same thing. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think that's been a good hour. Appreciate your time, Sam. No um, problem. We'll be back next week.
1: Safe. Have Peace. a good day, night, or day. <laughs> Peace. Safe.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.